guys, Ruben Prime here, and this is an impromptu wrestling podcast. Uh, Rome is not joining us this week. Uh, this week is going to be pretty busy, so I wanted to pump this out for you guys as soon as possible due to the shakeup, and also my weekend is shaken up, so I figured why not have uh, take the time to record this a little early since have my day off and whatnot, so getting this out to you guys as soon as possible. And for April 17th, 2019, this is Room and Podcast, but just featuring myself, Room Prime, this week. Uh, guys, I want to thank you for listening to all the all the episodes uh loving the feedback loving the support and i want to thank you guys humbly for you know to listen to this of course when this gets up and listening to all the previous episodes and i want to grow so please uh the way that you help me grow and reach a, a wider audience uh leave a feedback on itunes uh Give it a rating, write a small review, uh, any questions, concerns, conundrums you have, you can DM me or send me a tweet at Room Prime TV. Uh, shoot me an Instagram DM, go on Instagram, send me a DM that way, at Room Prime TV. And Facebook, I have a Facebook page as well, Room Prime TV Podcast, that is Ruben Prime TV podcast. And yeah, any questions, comments, concerns, conundrums you have, send them my way and I will definitely get to them and reply back. Also, I want to give a huge shout out to the FOMO Boys podcast. Uh, My boy Floyd is doing his thing and he shouted me out on his latest episode, his latest podcast episode. And so, so kind, so humble. Uh, from the dude at him and his calls and yes like he was talking about supporting uh you know podcasters and we gotta support each other we gotta you know do our thing because we're growing and the only way to the only way to grow is by you know supporting each other supporting other podcasters supporting other content creators i enjoy this i truly do so just getting that support hearing that feedback it's really helped me you know, been on a, on a rough patch a little bit, but, you know, that really left up my spirit. So, for my boys, thank you for the kind words. Thank you for the shout out. And we will definitely, for sure, get together, do a collaboration and talk wrestling because uh, we have <laughs> we have a lot to discuss. So, shout, shout out to them at current episode. Really good, by the way. Uh, Kodak moments. Very good. Very good episode. Listen to it last night in full so them guys have really good content so check them out what blast we have you to say today we're gonna have ourselves good old superstar shake up because it's time to shake things up around here so yes so tonight we're gonna be discussing uh the fallout the superstar shake up fallout uh as well as uh, more wrestlers asking for their release. Uh, also, WWE writer quits before being fired. You know, another writer bites the dust. Uh, I'm going to talk about the mishandling of Asuka. Like, 
She's one of my favorite women's wrestlers, and just it's criminal how they've been mistreating her and just underutilizing her, and and not only her, but the entire SmackDown women's division. It's criminal, but we're getting into that. Also, speaking of you know the women's evolution, revolution, revolutions per minute. The problem with the main event at WrestleMania, it's a lot of issues. When you watch it again, like yes. The right person won. Becky won both the Raw and SmackDown Women's titles. I'm fucking happy for her. She, The right person went over, first of all, and she deserved it. She worked as hard, so hard, and she finally main evented. She finally had her match, and she's the man. She's on top of the world. And also the fact that she's facing off against Lacey Evans, someone that hasn't even had a match on the main roster. All she's done is walk down the ramp, wave, strut, and then walk back up. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but that is not, uh, you know, number one contender worthy. So we're going to be going over those topics in this episode. So with the, the shakeup, so we have some fallout from that. From... Raw, too raw, I should say. We have The Miz, we have Ricochet, Alistair Black. They're War Raiders, but they're no longer called the War Raiders. God, Lord, help me. They're called the Viking Experience. So, you know, this podcast is the Ruben Experience, the Ruben Prime Experience, even though there's an episode with the same title. Uh, not, you know. Didn't mean that to happen, but yes, the this is the Ruben Prime experience because you know, in the ever loving wisdom that is uh, Vince and the WWE, the name change is idiotic. But we're we're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're name all these uh, all these people here. So we have Cedric Alexander moving from Two Hundred Five Live to Monday Night Raw. Good because they're floundering. Uh, Two Hundred Five Live is just. It's just a feeder system. Uh, Andrade. I'm still calling him Andrade Cien Almas, but, you know, they shorten his name, of course. Change Name changes. Whoop-de-doo. Here we go. With Selena Vega, so it's a, a package deal. Rey Mysterio. He's on the, on the red brand now. The Usos. And Naomi. EC3. Eric Young with No Sanity and Will... We'll talk about that in a bit. Lacey Evans, who I mentioned, who is, after winning her match against Natalia, she is the number one contender for Becky's Raw Women's Championship. And AJ Styles. So, The Miz, great. Done all he can on SmackDown, especially with his feud with Shimmy McMahon. Uh... I love the Miz. He's like one of my favorite wrestlers. You know, he doesn't not he's not the best wrestler, but he's overall a good wrestler. Fantastic. I was about to say phenomenal, but we had to, we had to say that for AJ Styles. He's awesome, fantastic on the mic, and to to think when the Miz came came in. I was like, eh, I don't know about this guy. And this is way years and years ago. 
and to see him now where he is and still in the company, still doing his thing. And he's improved so much. He's taken to this. And especially, you know, he's an actor. And since, you know, actors are good at acting, facial expressions, uh, delivery, that's how he's able to perform so well at that level. If a lot of talent was giving acting cues and acting classes, not everyone, but, you know, good a good majority were given acting classes he will definitely you know they will definitely benefit well from having more character have being good on promos not everyone has to do promos but you know say if you if you can speak english you should be able to you know at least cut a decent promo you know your delivery or your inflections your you know, your cadence, you know, like that all matters. But moving on, Ricochet and Alistair Black, they were a tag team. They were uh, they were brought up as a tag team. I don't know why. Since they honestly, they should just split them up because Ricochet star, Alistair Black star, even though Ricochet is not good on the mic, he has personality of a cardboard box. But he can go in the ring. He's very athletic. He's had tons of good matches on NXT and in the indie circuit as uh, uh, Prince Puma. It's one of his uh, one of his ring names. Fucking dope. But we'll see. Hopefully they split them up. Alistair Black, formerly uh, known as Johnny End, in in the in the indie scene. Phenomenal worker. I became a fan of his when he debuted on NXT. You know, dope. I hopefully, and I'm trying to be as optimistic as I can. I hope that they utilize him to the best of their ability because they have money. They have money now. Mr. Black, there's no reason, no excuse. No, uh, you know, just you know what to do. No, like no excuse like it's a printing press right there and i hope that well there's no hoping for Vince to come back to his senses because uh let's face it see now old man fire someone for saying his name during a hall of fame speech yeah so he won't get into his he won't come to his senses like silly me silly ruben why why do you think that but yeah, uh, hopefully those two can be split up and they can be huge players on, you know, on Monday Night Raw and, you know, make things interesting. So, War Raiders. What the fuck? They're no longer called the War Raiders. They're the Viking experience. And of course, you know, we can't. You know, we're in a PG era, so we can't even use words like war. But you have Lesnar, you have Charlotte, you have Ronda, Becky, you know, use the word or and Roman use the word bitch. But you can't say the war, the word war. Like the fuck. Like this is a, a gentleman, like 
that question, why? <laughs> why on earth did this, of course, with every bad decision that WWE makes, you have a bunch of memes. So I'm happy, at least, that people are taking this horrible, horrific name change to, you know, and spinning it. Let's face it, this, the, the, these name changes with, you know, uh, Mustafa Ali, now he's just Ali, uh, Apollo Cruz, it was called Apollo, they gave him back his last name, like, you know, I wonder what he had to do to get his name, his last name back, you know, Andrade, he was Andrade San Almas, they, they took, they took two of his, two of his names, they gave, they left him one, and these name changes are just horrific. So I'm glad that the wrestling community they're taking they're taking a negative and spinning it to a positive. But regardless, um, can't wait. And also the Viking experience uh, are the they still the NXT tag team champions. So we'll most likely be seeing them drop the titles uh, on NXT tapings and future NXT tapings uh, fairly soon. So regardless of their name change, I cannot wait to see what they, you know, what they bring to the tag team division because tag team division sucks. But we'll, again, we'll get into that later. Like We're definitely going to get into that later. Cedric Alexander, excuse me, uh, 205 Live, uh, he was Cruiserweight Champ, very good in the ring, very athletic, uh, again, no personality, just a, a lot of these, a lot of these wrestlers, very fucking phenomenal wrestlers, with no personality, no, uh, no identity, and you can't get in, you can't stay in the business just by being a good wrestler, even though people tell you, oh, like, He's a good wrestler, so you know he, he's he's gonna change the business. He's gonna they have, but you need a lot more than just doing flips and stuff. And I love a good athletic match. I love a good you know, match where storytelling is used. But what's the point of being a good wrestler if you're bland as shit? No substance, no flair. Just okay. I can do flips. I can do a bunch of super kicks. Rather than you can do that, but can you tell a story? Can you, you know, deliver a masterpiece in the ring? Not just with your, with your kicks and your fists and your body, but tell a story. Cut a good promo. You know, can you do that? No, you cannot. But regardless, uh, Cedric Alexander, hopefully we'll see, you know, get things of him on Raw. Because 205 Live, like, it's been great. There's been a lot of good matches. Buddy Murphy, you know, former uh, Cruiserweight champ, dropped it to Tony Nese at Mania. And, of course, he's on he's on SmackDown, but we'll get into that. So I can't wait to see what he can do, as well as the other Cruiserweights. Uh, Andrade... Uh, with Selena Vega, like, again, 
you know, awesome, from phenomenal worker. He has, you know, a heat magnet in Selena Vega. Gorgeous as hell. Ironically, she's married to Alistair Black, and it's it's it's, it's crazy again. But you know, enough with breaking the fourth wall. Uh, Andrade's been criminally underutilized. Disguise money. Him and Rey Mysterio had that match. Had those the first match they had a few months back was awesome. It's a shame that they couldn't have them in a storyline leading up to Mania and Rey Mysterio getting the belt so that way he can get it from, so that way Andrade can win it from Rey at Mania and have his WrestleMania moment and pass the torch in the sense. Rey Mysterio is the old guard, still very popular, very, you know, well-liked from the fans. And, you know, I love Rey Mysterio. But it was, again, misutilization. Uh, it's just so much they can be doing with the talent, and they're not doing it for God knows what reason, but only Vince knows. And, Lord, be in that mind. It's, uh, you don't want to do it. But moving on. Uh, Ramos Stereo. He's on Raw. Uh, he's a veteran, so, of course, he'll be there to put, put over talent. Uh, of course, he can still go at, still at his age. Like, it's phenomenal, but we have to see. Hopefully he doesn't get injured. Well, he did, but hopefully he won't get injured again. Just stay injury, stay, you know, injury-free, and he should be fine to wrestle and put over young talents. Uh, the Usos, they done all they can on SmackDown, fighting the bar, the New Day, you know, over and over again. So now that the New Day and Usos are, you know, they're far apart from each other, perfect. Because that way they can have fresh views and also bring legitimacy to uh, the tag team division on Raw, especially because the tag team division on Raw sucks. Uh, Naomi, she's on SmackDown now. You know, cool. Can't wait to see, like, there's not that many women on. It's just, it's just Vega, and Naomi, and Evans, Lacey Evans, just three women. It's uh, you know, it's the the roster is pretty like light in terms of trades. I know Sasha Banks; she's still on on Raw. Becky is on both brands, and she's a dual champion. So we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, EC3. What the fuck? EC3 is now on Raw officially. After weeks of being mute, not saying anything. You, you will think for a guy that looks the way he does, chiseled like a, like a like chisel from granite, like a Greek god. Tan has a good look about him. Handsome, six foot three. He can talk. He, that, that's what was. That's the thing. They push people that can't talk, but they will 
under push or de push or won't do anything with people that can talk. It's like, why are you forcing people that can't talk to talk on the mic? Why are you forcing people that can talk on the mic not to talk? This is asinine. It's backwards. You can have more than one person that's good on the mic. There's no rule about only having one or two people per roster that can talk. If you have more people that can talk, then people will be interested in watching the damn show. Like the show's more like a train wreck, and you know how train wrecks are. A car crashes. It's horrible. It's disgusting, but you can't look away. It's it's interesting. You're curious to see how fucked up the show is. And he had a match, but Braun Strowman came out, beat the shit out of him, uh, drove him through the stage, choked slam through the stage, and that's it. He's like, who in the hell did he piss off? Whose coffee did he? Whose coffee that he he spilled, or whose coffee did he piss on to to get that burial, like literal burial that he received on Monday night? Is is a shame. And it's, hey, he's a TNA guy. You know how Vince feels about TNA guys. If you're not AJ Styles, you know if you're. You know, Samoa Joe to, to a degree. You know, they like him. But still, you have a guy, six foot three, jacked to the guilds. He has a look. He's handsome. He can talk. He may not be able to wrestle. His wrestling is, uh, you know, more to be, there's more to be the desired with his wrestling. But overall, he has that total package. He can. He can talk, he has the look, he's tall, what Vince loves. And it's scary when someone like that gets fucking buried. And I'm very concerned if Vince just overlooks someone that looks like that, then you know uh, the roster is in trouble. You know Raw is in trouble. It's insane. So, yes, they fucking buried him. And that's all she wrote for EC3. And they brought and I also to just one last point. I felt like they brought him up too soon. I really did. He should have been down there in NXT a little while longer. Uh, most likely win the NXT title because he he never won uh, the NXT title. He did contend for the North American title when it was uh, when it was introduced. And of course, he didn't win, but I felt like his time in NXT uh, was too short, and he should have been there a little while, because WWE, they have enough people on the main roster. They don't need all the talent that they have. Bringing people up isn't the solution. It's using what you have. Elevate the the talent that you have already on the main roster. Done. When whoever's in NXT or 205 Live done all they can, then you bring them up. Don't just call someone up just for the fuck of it. That's why a lot of the a lot of talent on you know on the main roster that came from NXT they're not being used. Apollo Cruz, for example, Dana Brooke, for example, uh, even at the point Carmella. 
a lot of these people weren't they weren't given time to to mature and, and flourish because all we we needed yeah we are we we need some people we, you know they can't can do the can do the Vincent man voice but you know use what you have don't go into NXT or two or five live and just pull people out just for the fuck of it and especially if you're not going to use them it's it's criminal and this is why uh, as I go to the next person that's on raw Eric Young Eric Young he's on raw but no sanity or sanity well to answer to answer your question Alexander Wolf uh he took to Twitter uh Tuesday night and said goodbye on Twitter. Uh I'm reading from Wrestling Inc. Uh we noted we noted earlier how Sandy apparently split up on Monday as leader Eric Young was sent to Raw from SmackDown and the Superstar Shakeup. With no mention of Wolf or Killeen Dane, and we'll get to him later. Dane then took to Twitter earlier today and said goodbye to the group. Wolf now has been uh and Wolf has been uh acted his release and ended the group. You can see his full statement below. Okay, we as Sanity made our T V debut October twenty sixteen for NXT at Full Cell University in Orlando, Florida. We had a great time in NXT and accomplished a lot. NXT Tag Team Champions, NXT Tag Team of the Year for 2017, first ever NXT WWE War Games match. Performed in front of about 50,000 people at a sold-out takeover pay-per-view. Growing together as athletes and performers. The whole group was like a family to me. I made three good friends and over the last three years, and I'm really grateful for that. It was without a doubt a great time. Thank you guys for everything. Thank you to the entire SmackDown locker room. Thank you for all the good vibes, laugh, and wisdom. I appreciate all of you and wish you all the best in your future careers. Thank you to the fans who supported us and never stopped believing in us. I appreciate you as well. And trust me, I speak for the four of us. It's time to leave this behind and walk a different path. Rest in peace, sanity. Goodbye, WWE. And there you have it. Then he gave, you know, thanks to he gave thanks to Killian Dane, Nikki Cross, and Eric Young in a tweet. And then uh then Killian Dane gave his goodbyes. Good luck, Eric Young. Good luck, uh the WWE Wolf, I miss you both terribly. Had a time, my life was part of sanity. You're phenomenal in the ring. Uh, outside of it, in the ring and outside of it, thanks to everyone who supported us. Uh, and there's more tweets, and it's it's a shame. Like they 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 wanted their release, they got it, and they're gone. Like they weren't used. They came up on the main roster to SmackDown last year and they lost weren't weren't utilized properly 
you have a, a fucking the Sandy's gimmick is basically uh uh which uh like uh like purge there you go purge and to think the gimmick writes itself you know the purge has a, a whole bunch of movies out you know too many in my opinion but you know the gimmick was fucking great and tna ove is doing the whole purge the whole sandy gimmick better because they're letting them do their thing they're not you know, having them lose and and splitting up the team. It's insanity. No wonder people are leaving. No wonder people are disgruntled. No wonder people are just had enough. As I understand, not everyone, not everyone can be number one. You know, of course. But the point is, you're in WWE, you're in the biggest wrestling company in the world. You will think, hey, I'll be utilized more. I've... I bust my ass, I work hard, and just to be back in catering, catering should just be the third brand, you know, WWE catering, that, that's, who who's gonna get to the hors d'oeuvres first, you know, two out of three falls for the, for the, the shrimp hors d'oeuvres, like, it's, it's shit, it's, it's shit, so many people in, in the back, so many people, you know, not being used, you know, in, in, in the catering line, it's it's insanity. It's you know, it it's just lost for words. Can't they can't can't describe it anymore. And then okay, uh, Lacey Evans, she's on she's on Raw, and now she she has a you know number one contenders match for Becky's Raw Women's Title in the future, and it's like it's basically bargain market charlotte like lacey evans she's you know she's performed in nxt and during the uh may young classic the first may young classic really well really good in the ring you know the gimmick you know not everyone likes it but it's it's different it's 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 something we haven't seen before you know in recent years and in NXT, she was killing it. And she turned heel. And now she's been brought up to, you know, to the main roster. Just walks around, just waves around, struts up, you know, up and down the ramp. She walks down the ramp, and then she walks back up. And she knew that for months. Like, what the hell? Just what the hell? Seriously, just what the hell? What? What is the point? What is the function of that? You just bring, you call someone up, just so they can walk up and down. Hey, like some people be like, oh, I wish I can do that. Get paid for just walking up and down. Cool, but you're you're in a you're in a wrestling company, sports entertainment company, whatever. It, well, they don't like the word wrestling. Wrestling is is bad. Also, you can't call. A, a title, a belt. You can't call it a strap, by the way. Just just for those wondering. But regardless, you have someone called up just so they can walk up and down the ramp. Okay. Alright. And yet, like, 
you wonder why people are are disinterested with the product. They giving Becky Lacey Evans for her first few. You will think that hey, like someone I wouldn't mind Natalia as being first. Asuka, and I will get into her later. I wouldn't mind having Asuka and and Becky have a, a feud. I wouldn't mind that at all. You know, it ain't gonna be Charlotte. It ain't gonna be Rhonda. Like, dear God, no. Have Charlotte far away as possible. She doesn't need 20 more titles. She's probably gonna get them by 2020. So don't worry. By by this time, 2020, she'll be. She'll surpass her father in world title reigns. No worries. And. It's just criminal how they give us what they what we want, as Batista says. We got Kofi winning the WWE title. We have Becky winning both women's titles. And then now they're giving shit storylines. And with Kofi, in this case, the chase is better than than the destination. You know? And it's a shame. Because we got what we want, it's a feel good moment, and now He's going to lose the belt. He, he's definitely going to lose the belt sooner or later. He's going to have the belt for, you know, a while, and then he's going to lose it. And trust me, people are going to start getting bored. They're going to start getting tired because that's the plan. That is that is the plan. Like, you know, this wasn't the plan, having Kofi. When it was the original main event was supposed to be Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. It was the original main event. And most likely, yeah, Mustafa Ali. But, of course, things happened. And it was a good moment, to to be honest. That was a good moment to have Kofi winning, you know, 11 years in the business. Finally has his one-on-one match for the, for the WWE title and wins it. And, of course, is a 360 from Daniel Bryan that had, he had to go through the same struggle to get his world title match. This is five years ago. It's insane it's crazy how things can go 360 and thank you again thank you Daniel Bryan for you know doing the honors uh, taking the pinfall you know classy guy you know still love the guy even though you know he's a heel and you know still love the guy still respect him you know just he's just a, he seems like a nice fucking guy same thing with Kofi nice fucking guy family man having fun doing what he's doing and i was happy for him happy for for both of them they're living their dreams they're following their dreams and kofi achieved his dream but yes that's just the sad reality that yeah this um the kofi mania experience is it's gonna wind down it is what it is got the moment so you know we gotta move on now so yes uh aj styles he's on raw uh, yes, he has done everything there is to do on on SmackDown. Uh, I think this is a good move. I I wish they would have moved the Good Brothers, uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows to Raw so they can form. You know, they can form the new, uh, you know, Bullet Club. You know, the Click or the Club. Uh, but they won't. Balor, ironically, Finn Balor, he's on. He's on SmackDown, but we'll get into that. So, yeah, AJ Styles, he's done 
heaped everything he could on on SmackDown, so I can't wait to see what he does on Raw. Brings some legitimacy. Most likely will be uh, number two since Seth is, you know, uh, the universal champ there. So we'll see. So now, SmackDown. So now we're on SmackDown now. So we have Finn Balor, we have Lars Sullivan, Ember Moon, Bailey, Carrie Sane, Buddy Murphy, Elias, Roman Reigns, Mickey James, Liv Morgan, Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, and Heavy Machinery. Let's refresh this because you never know they might add. Let's see. Okay. So yeah, that's okay, Heavy Machinery. They're on SmackDown as well. So you have Finn Balor as IC champ, and it looks like Samoa Joe will be on Raw. Uh, he's supposed to be on on Raw, but due to an illness that he had, he didn't show up. He didn't show up on Monday Night Raw. Uh, hope he's you know hope he recovers soon. Uh, so yeah, Finn Balor he brings the Intercontinental Championship to SmackDown. Good. Hopefully, him and and the Good Brothers. They can form the club together. You know, I would love to see that. Even though, like, it's funny. I have a Balor club shirt, hoodie, hat, and no such thing was formed. Of course, you had the club, but, you know, AJ Styles and the Good Brothers. But now with Balor, you would think, hey, Balor club, let's hop on that. You know, no. But uh, I digress. Uh can't wait to see what they do with, with Finn Balor. Like, you know, they they're high on him. You know, when they want to be. But I'm a fan. Hopefully, they utilize him well, and he brings. You know, like actually holds on to the title, and I have him lose it in a dumb dick, dumb dick way, like they had with with him and Lashley. You know, that whole build up was just ridiculous. But anyway, Lars Sullivan, uh, he destroyed Rey Mysterio on Monday Night Raw. And then he destroyed R Truth on SmackDown, and uh, he's like he's the new monster. Hopefully, they don't fuck him up like they done with Braun Strowman. They just keep him dominant, keep him destroying people. He has his matches that short, quick, to the point. Just beat people up, you know. Does his finisher the freak accident onto people, destroy people, just tear tear through the roster. That's it. And don't feed them to Roman Reigns. They probably are, but please. Because uh, we need, you know, monsters. We They ruin Strowman. Start, stop, start, stop. Stop. <laughs> so I hope with Strowman, they just, please, I mean, excuse me, with Lars, they just don't do the same mistakes that they did with Strowman, just keep him dominant for the love of God. Keep him strong, keep him fresh, keep him interesting. You know, you have something in the sky, and, and he's back. He had his 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 stint with you know dental anxiety and, and depression. Like, it's real. So he's back. He's crushing people. Want to see more? We can do. He was phenomenal in NXT. He's just a literal freak. So I want to see more. Um, Ember Moon, she came back from injury at Mania, and you would have thought, hey, she would have been one of the last women to 
to be in the woman's royal, or woman's battle royal, excuse me, not just eliminated like a bad dream. Look at her. You see Emma Moon, cute. You know, you know she's cute. She's athletic. She has that look about her. She can go on. You know, she can go on the ring. You know, why this is another female performer? Why they're not using her? Why they're not utilizing her? Right. Hopefully on SmackDown. This will end and she will be used more. And people should be up in arms about Ember Moon. Same thing with Bailey. Like she's on, on SmackDown as well. So the Boston Hut connection is no more. Since uh Sasha Banks, she's on on Raw. She's still on Raw. So you have Sasha on Raw. Becky is on Raw and SmackDown since she's dual champ, and then you have uh, Charlotte on SmackDown. So, hopefully, with Becky, I mean, excuse me, with Bailey, they both start with B. Hopefully, with Bailey, you know, just, I still think back to the This Is Your Life segment. It's just buried her. Like, that segment just buried the, the hell out of Bailey. And I'm a Bailey fan. And when she was in NXT, like, she was over. It was basically the female version of John Cena, except that people liked her. People didn't boo her. They, they wanted legit cheer for her. They wanted her to do well. They was rooting for her. Came on their main roster. Start and stop. Uh, start and stop pushes. Winning the title before Mania. Retaining that Mania. Rather than, hey, want to prop up Bailey as as a role model for children and and a legit star, have her moment at WrestleMania, have her win the title at Mania. Instead of retaining it as you know, retaining it at Mania, have her win it at Mania. This doesn't make any sense whatsoever with the booking of these women. If you're not Charlotte, if you're not Rhonda, you know, fuck you. It's criminal. It truly is criminal. And Kari Sane, she is on Raw. Uh, excuse me, she's on SmackDown. Kari Sane is on SmackDown. Uh, she is now a tag team with Asuka. So they they broke up the Sky Pirates, uh, Io Shirai and Kari Sane. Io Shirai is still on NXT. And they replace one Japanese wrestler with another Japanese wrestler. Uh, just I hope they can get those women's tag titles, you know, from the Iconics. It's a shame Oscar can do a lot more. It's uh, again, it's criminal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into her in a bit. It's criminal, uh, Buddy Murphy. But with uh, before going to Buddy Murphy, Kyrie's saying like she's again phenomenal worker, uh, all working stardom and shimmer. Hopefully, and then especially NXT, and hopefully since she's on SmackDown, SmackDown is the better show. But that's not saying much. I pray that her and Oscar do well and they get the tag titles from the Iconics and you know do the damn thing on there because they they. 
the woman's division on SmackDown is it's it's horrific. It's like what after what they've done has Charlotte uh, take the belt from from Oscar, and they had before I get into Buddy Murphy, they had a fiddle four way match on Smack. They was gonna have a match on SmackDown with uh, Mandy Rose. Uh, so Mandy Rose, uh, crap, I'm forgetting this, uh, Naomi, Mandy Rose, uh, Carmella, and La- I think Lana, if, if I'm, if I'm wrong, I'll, like, correct it, they was gonna have a fatal four-way match to crown the number one contender, and then that person, which was gonna be Mandy Rose, was going to face Asuka at Mania, but they scrapped those plans because they wanted to have winner-take-all. So they had Asuka lose, lose her women's title to Charlotte before Mania, and that's how Charlotte was a SmackDown women's champ. And they then, you know, have, you know, of course, Becky win both belts. But we're getting into that later. I have a lot of, I have a lot of, uh, just issues with the way that the SmackDown women's roster has been utilized and the issue with the main event and with Oscar. So Buddy Murphy, he's on SmackDown. Good. He's on all he can as Cruiserweight champ. He's been tearing it up on 205 Live. Unfortunately, uh, you know, not a lot of people tune into 205 Live, but he's, I've seen a few matches, especially the one with Mustafa Ali, uh, that uh, false kind anywhere match. It was like some sort of stipulation match as well, but it was great, so great. Like Buddy Murphy is a talent, just again no personality, and name as with Buddy Murphy, yeah, like good in the ring, has a good look. You know, phenomenal worker, but kind of personality isn't there and name. But, you know, I can deal with the name. It's more with with personality and, and character. Like, what are you? But I can't wait to see what he does on on SmackDown. Elias, uh, again, an, another un, underutilized talent. Fan, fan of Elias. People want to cheer for him. People react to him. People... You know, just love this guy, and it's just a shame that he's been fed to Cena and he's been fed to to uh, Undertaker. Even though it was cool to see Undertaker, uh, the Raw the Mania. That was the only that was the only good thing, just seeing Undertaker back. But besides that, you know, just it's, again, it's a shame. It's 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 wrong what they've been doing to him. Our uh, Roman Reigns, it's his yard now. Um, LOL Reigns beats Kofi for the WWE title. He will get the WWE title from Kofi Kingston soon, so you know, stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, Mickey James, Liv Morgan, uh, they're now so rest in peace, Wyatt Squad. So another another tag team breaks the dust, and as well as uh, Chad Gable and. Uh, Bobby Roode, they broke up that tag team as well. So just 
Vince loves breaking up tag teams. Like you will think keeping the right squad together. They're, they're cohesive. They've been through hell, especially, you know, Liv getting her shit caved in by, uh, by Brie Bella because, you know, Brie Bella is such a safe worker. She's so safe. And, of course, people were, you know, really killing her for that, and sh- as they should, saying, oh, it's ring rust. It's not fucking ring rust. Like, you have someone wrestling that hasn't been, hasn't been wrestling actively, and she's not safe. But moving on, like, she's, they've been through, she's been through that, Liv Morgan, that is. And, like, I would have kept them together. Like you, you need tag teams. You need you know cohesive units. You need you need stables, uh, wrestling stables and uh, stables. Excuse me, and they don't have them. Like they're just breaking them apart. So we'll see. And Mickey James, of course, uh, since Natalia, she's on, she's on Raw, and Natalia, she's you know the. The same, basically the same position that Mickey James is in, uh, for a uh, multiple time women's champion, uh, veteran, so she can be that leader in the in the locker room for the women's division. And I hope she, I still want her to have one more top, one more reign as women's champ, but you know that's not gonna happen. And you know, live, you know broke up um sad like i like the riot squad they were like unique you know yeah they were brought up too soon but it worked out and you know just when things were working out he broke them up apollo cruz uh apollo like just you know he's gonna smile and job and he's gonna like it uh and lastly heavy machinery uh, hopefully they get some momentum back. They will build them up again because, again, tag team division is shit. The tag team division, especially on Raw, has been it's been horrendous, so horrendous that uh, you know they just started putting tag teams together. They brought back uh, Ryder and Hawkins together, and they won the the Raw tag titles from the Revival. It's the state of the tag team division. It's it's shit. And Vince has been on record saying that he doesn't like tag teams. So this is what you got. This is what you got. You have makeshift teams being formed. Remember, it was another it was another tag team that came up from NXT. The authors of pain. Where are they? They're probably on superstars. They're probably in the catering. You know, in the back. Where are they? Like they've been deleted from memory. Like where the where the hell is AOP? Where the hell is Authors of Pain? You know, it's been on all levels. It's been criminal how been how they've been utilized. The tag team division, women's division, mid card, everything. And you will think with AEW looming that they will get their shit together. You will think WWE will get their shit together. And guess what? They're not. 
uh, I'm not gonna get this shit together because it's as uh, Cosmic Kaiser and we were mentioning in the chat. It's uh, overconfidence. It's uh, ego. That yeah, they're the biggest game in town. So no matter what, you will watch. You will stay tuned. You will still talk about us, even though you're dis- dissatisfied, dis- disenfranchised with the product. You'll still watch us. You'll still come to our events. You'll still buy the merch. You'll still buy the tickets. You'll still scratch the network. You'll still get the shirts and the titles. All, all that merch. You'll still talk about us on podcasts. You'll still talk about us on, on Twitter and all that. So they're overconfident with watch. And I'm, I, want w, uh, I want AEW, excuse me. I want AEW to succeed. I want WWE to succeed too. They had to. They need to have a fire lit, on, lit under their ass, so that way, you know, WWE can, you know, perform better. There's no competition. That's why WWE is doing the things that they're doing now, because there's no competition. There's no incentive to uh, to do better. They just throw shit, and we had to eat it. We had to like the, you know, the taste of it. It's like, hey, Vince is like. Pull his dick out and let it hang, and you, you gotta, you just gotta eat it. <laughs> gotta let it hang, and you gotta eat it. That's that's how it is. So with AEW looming, and of course we'll be doing a a recap. We will be doing a predictions show next month with uh, the Double or Nothing show, by the way, and a post Double or Nothing uh, discussion. We'll. I cannot wait for that. The more and more I see the tomfoolery with uh, WWE and how the talent's been underutilized and what the fuck, the biking experience. I'm like, okay, we have New Japan. Now we have AEW. We have Impact. So we'll, we have, you know, House of Glory, you know, all these other promotions. So we'll see. We have options, but WWE is still the biggest game in town. So I hope, sincerely hope that that AEW does well. I'm rooting for them because if they do this right, and with the money that they have behind them, it's gonna it's gonna be a game changer. As uh, they say, business is about to pick up. So I sincerely hope that they do well. I really do. Because WWE needs that kick in the ass. They really fucking do. For the love of God, like, Viking experience, breaking up tag teams, the women's uh, evolution, revolution, revolutions per minute. It's It's been... It's, it's been lackluster like the right people won at mania mind you for the most part but a lot of the booking decisions leading up to it or lack thereof it's it's it shows and you see that you see you see how the talent has been underutilized title changes from out of nowhere not emphasizing the the wrestler with the performer's strengths so you can 
you know, cover their weaknesses because everyone has a weakness. You emphasize the strengths. Okay, this guy may not be able to wrestle that well, but he or she may not be able to wrestle well, but they can talk, they have a look. Just let them go out there, you know, get on the mic, let them, you know, let them be themselves, let them talk. Let's not feed them lines, heavily scripted lines, telling you when to turn, when to blink, when to smile, when to look at the camera. Like, no, that's why people are disenfranchised. When you hear you hear the, the performance talk, it doesn't sound right, it doesn't sound human. It sounds all artificial, sounds forced, it's out of character, it doesn't make no flipping iota of sense. And then you wonder why, again, people are disfranchised. People are disinterested. People are tuning out. You still have the million or so people, million, million and a half, two million people that tune in to, you know, to Raw and SmackDown. But that's going to change. You know, more and more people are just getting pissed. And if I wasn't doing this podcast or many of the other wrestling podcasts that I listen to and the ones that are around... If they didn't do this, you know, they don't have to watch Monday Night Raw, but because it's part of their job. And we want wrestling to be great. Like, wrestling can be great when the elements are there, when the elements are in place. It can be it can be a good thing. It could be a beautiful sight. But it's not. And with WWE looming, excuse me, with... Uh, AEW looming in, in the in the shadows, as you know, the shadows of New York. New Jersey was pissed about that all, all weekend. Uh, with AEW looming, something has to happen. They have good talent. The show's coming up, and hopefully with that TV deal, that's rumored to be, you know, to be in talks, if they can get that deal on lock by double or nothing like it's a, like once that tv deals announced for AEW it's over i'm sorry it's it's over for WWE they'll have legitimate competition and they have the money behind them and look in 60 years a non WWE promotion hasn't had a show in the garden because they had a monopoly. The McMahons have a monopoly on the garden. And two weeks ago, there was the G1 Supercard. And it was so surreal going to a non-WWE event at the garden. Because it never happened. And it finally happened. Now we're going to have a, a AAA event at the garden next year. And that's wow, like, please, more of this. Like, the stranglehold of WWE has to be, you know, has to be uh, loosened. And this is how you do it. You provide a better product. Because WWE sure as hell ain't. Yeah, the name value is still there, but the product is shit. It's asinine. And this is why, again, people are just disenfranchised. And speaking of disdain and, and oof, about to go, seriously about to go ham. So, Asuka, me and uh, Rome, 
we were talking about this uh, last night. We stood up until stood up into the wee hours of the morning, just discussing, you know, podcast business and just general shake up the superstar shake up and brought up Oscar. We brought up the women's division. I brought up the the rant that Anthony Missionary Thomas from Wrestling Soup did on his on the recap and shouts out to Wrestling Soup. I met those guys at the uh, Lucky 13 Saloon in Brooklyn, New York for the Wrestling Soup live uh, party that they had on Saturday night. It was so awesome to meet those guys. Uh, like, they kind of marked out <laughs> on the inside a bit, but I was so happy to see those guys, as well as Don Tony. Uh, met Don Tony. I met uh, Joe Numbers and Draper, uh, Kev Castle's brother. And those guys are fucking awesome. Funny as shit. Uh, Don Tony, cool as always. And, you know, I want to give that shout out to them. You know, if they listen to the, you know, if, if they were to listen to this, but regardless, like, shouts out to them. Shouts out to DTKC. Shouts out to Soup. But that rant was epic. The rant that Mish gave about the woman's main event and the mysticization of Asuka and the and the woman's division being sacrificed for Charlotte Flair. This this the whole the whole thing with Asuka, whole thing with the SmackDown Women's Division, uh the main event bullshit. You have someone I'm a, I'm gonna get into Oscar first. You have someone fucking go in the ring was had that undefeated streak in NXT, carried it to to the main roster, and then up to she lost to Charlotte. Seeing that match live on on the network last year, like legitimate like pissed wasn't even the understatement it wasn't the right time and of course you had people saying oh you know well you gotta de- you gotta humanize her there's not that many women on the roster well that's th- the fact of the matter is why bring her up like sure you brought her up because she's done all she can on nxt cool bring her up she had an undefeated streak cool eventually she was gonna lose it i'm a fan of having a, a built-up streak but to have it just lost in such a way, in such a fashion, did not make any sense whatsoever. And then after that, lost to Carmella and just the, the insanity done having dance breaks with Naomi. And Naomi's another one that's been underutilized. But she had her time. The thing is, she had her time as women's champ. She was in the, in the limelight a bit. But that whole roster in general has been underutilized. But you know, we'll get into that. Then when she won the belt TLC match back in December, just nothing. Just she beat Becky. She made her tap out. It's like, mm, like I would just have her, I would just have her pin Becky one two three. Tapping her out is not the the best route. But you know, I digress. You have her be women's. You have Oscar as women's champ. She's not on TV. Then she has her match with Mandy Rose, and of course, like. Building building up Manny Rose, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, she's another blonde, but 
At least she has a look. People people love her, dudes love her. And she she has potential. Like Charlotte is already built up. She will always be at that level. Build up more, build up Ember Moon, build up Mandy Rose, build up Ruby Riot. Don't like it's just the opposite of what they're doing. You have this woman that can literally in Oscar literally kick your head off of your shoulders. She can go in the ring. She has this presence. She has this oozing charisma. You know, very bright, very colorful. And oh, ha! Huh, she she's a Japanese girl, so no no understand English well. It's it's bullshit. You have a woman that is good in the ring. She can kick your head off of your shoulders. Beautiful as hell. And that's what you you give her. And then you have her lose the belt at Mania. I mean, you have her lose the belt before Mania to Charlotte, Here, you know, of course. And then beyond the women's battle royal, have her lose be dumped out. The mishandling of Asuka. Even after she lost, like from when she lost her undefeated streak at Mania at last year's WrestleMania 34 to now. Even when she was women's champion, wasn't featured, wasn't utilized, wasn't on TV, wasn't. Uh, in any storyline, you're she's the woman's champion on SmackDown. No utilization at all whatsoever. Fucking criminal in NXT. And people, oh, it was NXT. No, like NXT is part of WWE. She was great. Triple H, Regal, they knew what to do. They knew how to, how to you know build up a star. They knew how to utilize her. And coming to the main roster, we knew like. When she was announced that she was going to be moved up, I was like, oh, God, the, the countdown has begun. Because there has been a it's been a very bad track record with a lot of these um, call-ups from NXT. All these call-ups from NXT, they've been, they've been mishandled, underutilized to the point that it's just afterthought. Jobbers. Worse than a jobber. And... To, to just see how far Oscar's fallen is criminal. Absolutely criminal. And then, don't get me started about the main event of Mania. You have Charlotte, you have Ronda Rousey, you have Becky Lynch. When Ronda Rousey and Charlotte got together at Survivor Series, and they had that, that match was phenomenal. And then the, the post-match beating... You know, to Ronda Rousey by Charlotte Flair with the kendo stick. And she was, as the match went along, Charlotte was like, like, what the fuck is going on? I can't, I can't get her down. I can't pin her in one, two, three. Like, it, it, it was, you know, this, that match had good storytelling. You can see the, the frustration. You see, you saw the transformation uh, of Charlotte going, you know, just going insane, turning insane. And then when she just snapped and just, Whooped the holy hell out of Ronda Rousey. That was fucking awesome. That was good. That their match was good. The post match beating was good. Their their thing that they had was great. And then you had the same thing with Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch, going back and forth on the mic, going back and forth on Twitter. You know, going back and forth in general. Fucking great, awesome, terrific. And it's okay. You these two. You know, Rhonda works well with Char- with Charlotte, and Rhonda works well with Becky. Put them all together. 
when the match was when the match started, just botch fuss, and of, of course they had a lot of pressure put on them. As Mitch said, and I agree. Ever since they were announced to be the main event, and even before that, when there was rumors that there was going to be the main event, even before the confirmation, we knew. And leading up to this, this was a lot of pressure that was mounted on these three women. So that I understand. And also the match was apparently uh, rehearsed, was choreographed. And if that was the result of rehearsal and, and, and being choreographed, that was shit. Ultra mega shit. Too many people... Uh, uh, you know, being agents for that sh- for that match. Too many, too many things. Too many, too many things were trying to trying to go down at the same time. They were trying to have too many, too many things to go on at the same time. Didn't work out. Yeah, Ronda Rousey break her hand when punching Becky's face, and ironically, she was the one who said, "Oh, wrestling's fake," and all this joke, all this talk. Oh well, Becky. Um, her face shattered when uh, Nia Jax punched her, punched her in the face. But Ronda Rousey, she punches uh, Becky, and then she breaks her hand. Like this, the whole shit with Ronda saying, "Yeah, like this, this shit's fake. This wrestling shit's fake. Fuck this shit." It's like, why? Why on earth? Like, why on earth will they have Ronda? Say that. Why on earth will Ronda say that at all? Period. Like you're you're trying to you know you're trying to legitimize the, this feud, and they did a you know they did a injustice by having Ronda say that. And if Ronda went into business for herself, well, she shouldn't have done that. You know. Also, start and stop pushes with Becky having. You know, the whole, the, the leg and with the knee injury, you know, the, the right knee, left knee, right knee, left, ha- having her with, with that, having to apologize to, to, to McMahon's, uh, the, the whole, you know, the whole injury angle is just, is cartoonic. It, it was, it was, it was to the point of being a fucking cartoon. Sometimes, or well, in this case with WWE, more, more. Most of the time, excuse me, less is more. Less is more. Oh, like you don't need to add this, this, add this element, and and, and tweak this. Like sometimes, all you do is just keep it simple, stupid. You don't need to uh, complicate things. You don't need to make things so abstract and robust. Sometimes you need to just cut through the bullshit. Keep it simple, stupid. And they didn't do that. And that's why the story towards the end was just shit. You have fucking Charlotte. To me, it should have just been Becky and Ronda. Because I felt, and a lot of people felt, like the match would have been better. If there was not that much pressure put on, it was only one-on-one, in my opinion, I felt like the match would have been better. She's great, athletic, beautiful moonsaults. This is in her blood. Wrestling is in her blood, is in her DNA, is in her 
every drop of sweat, blood, and tears is in her. It's in her. So, so to to have her in this match when she didn't need she didn't need to be in the match. In all honesty, she did not she did not need to be in the match. It should just been Becky and Ronda, and it could have had a color match. You know, too many, too many fingerprints on this match, too many things going on, and you know, going back to Charlotte because of Charlotte, the fucking women's division leading up to WrestleMania was just, just was just Thanos snapped. Like you had a battle royal, not a battle royal. Uh, you had a fatal four way match to determine the number one contender. That was the plan, so that way Oscar had someone to face at at Mania. They scrapped that. No, we we got to put Charlotte in because of that. Oscar and the rest of the SmackDown Women's Division just got just effed in the A, and she didn't need to be in this match. She did not need to be in this match at all. And it's fucking criminal that, again, because she's Charlotte. And, again, I love Charlotte. She's great in the ring. She's grown as a competitor. She has this in her DNA, in her blood, in her sweat, in her tears. But Charlotte will be Charlotte no matter what. She will be groomed. She's already groomed for success. She's good. She has no worries in the world, but the other woman, yeah, you're trying to you're trying to build this whole woman's revolution on. It's like it didn't matter. Like fuck this. By having Charlotte win the woman's title from Oscar, and and also undermining the other woman, it just said fuck you. It brought back the the woman the woman's uh, evolution back, and then the match. This match was just. Bachi, it was awkward at times. They were calling out spots during the match. And then, you know, of course, to to uh, have more impact when the competitors at the moves on each other and hit the ring, they have the mics turned on so that way the impact sounded louder. And then because of that, you heard the spots being called. And you had the crowd saying, we can't hear you. And I'm like, the fuck? Like, what is going on? Like, what is going on? Like, what in the ever-loving fuck is going on? Like, and then, the, the of course, the table's not breaking. Like, oh, my God. Like, this is... And I was looking forward to this match a little bit more than... Kofi Daniel Bryan match. I was looking forward to this match. It let me down. Just like, you know, Mish, it let down Mish. It let me down too. Because, you know, again, a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations. And because of that, you know, it's just so many, so many things. Like, they fidget. They couldn't just leave it alone. It's like a, a fidget spinner. Like, this match was a, a fidget spinner to all the agents in this match, and they just didn't want to leave it alone. And it just, they just couldn't help themselves. And this is why the, the, the match bombed. And the right person went over, of course, in Becky Lynch. 
as I said in the beginning of, of the uh, the podcast, she deserved it. But holy hell, man! Looking back, rewatching this main event is like, wow! Holy hell! What 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 is going on? And that's why. And I agree with Mish. There won't be, there won't be another women's main event for a long time, because this basically gave the ammunition that yeah, like this this women's main eventing thing ain't gonna happen for a while. If they just kept it simple, stupid, and had Ronda and Becky go out there, they're supposed to have a match at. They're supposed to have a match. But because of the injury that Becky Lynch uh, suffered from Nia Jax from you know, her fist, yeah, it was Charlotte that took uh, Becky's spot since she was injured. So she faced uh, Ronda instead of Becky. Like, that's the match that we wanted to see. Of course, it didn't happen. So that's the match that should have happened. But it didn't. And in my opinion, this is why it happened. Like, this this was this was the result, excuse me. This was the result of, of just too many elements, too many things trying to be in play at the same time, too many uh elements that didn't mix well and that's what happened. And plus all the pressure. Like these three girls had so much pressure put on them because of yeah, they're main inventing and both titles are on the line and women's evolution, revolution, cycles per minute, you know. It's it's a shame, but it has to be said. Like this this match, like looking back at it, this match was shit. And I didn't want to say that, so I love I I love Becky, and you know I, I haven't I haven't sung the praises of uh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey because her first year in WWE was awesome. Like people thought, oh, well, her stuff is gonna be rehearsed and all that, but she took it well. And even with the shit that they've been feeding her, which was like, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't like about what they fed to Toronto Rousey. But overall, she had a good year. And the thing is with these athletes, they take it, you know, collegiate athletes, you know, amateur wrestling background, MMA, they're born to do this. So that's why when they they go into wrestling, you know, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, now Ronda Rousey. Look, look at them. They they take it in quickly. They 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 catch on quickly. And you and you and you seen that with Ronda Rousey. And oh well stuff was choreographed, whatever. But again, good matches overall. She has some bad matches, but she has some good matches as well. And it's criminal. It is so criminal again that, you know, after all is said and done, this, this the main event is like it's shit. Like to go back and you know, it's not something you remember. You're gonna remember it for all the wrong reasons. And you, all the 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 men, all the massages men that all oh, like women shouldn't be main eventing, blah blah. Like they, this is this is their wet dream. This is the proverbial wet dream for these these people that don't like women main eventing. They feel like they don't deserve to main event. And yeah, they got the Kleenex ready uh, all over. Their hands are sticky and excitement for this. 
And yeah, it's a shame. Like, I was really, 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 truly looking forward to this match. And, you know, it, it kind of let me down. Like, yeah, Becky got her moment. I'm happy for her. I love Becky. You know, damn, I got to date me an Irish woman. And, it, again, it sucks. Like, I, I wanted this match to be awesome. But too much, too many elements in play, too many, uh, you know, moving parts that weren't moving in sync, and this will happen. So, hopefully, they learn their lesson, and also this push back the women's revolution. Uh, this truly did. This really did. Uh, it sucks. It's bullshit, but. Guys, that being said, about to take this puppy home. I'm thankful for you for, for listening all the way to the end. And as always, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter at Ruben Prime TV, Facebook at Ruben Prime TV Podcast. You can send me an email at Ruben Prime TV at gmail.com for any Q&A, any questions, comments, concerns, conundrums about the podcast, any of the shows, any of the people on it, for me, uh, collaborations, etc., etc., etc. And of course, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Spotify. Just search Ruben Prime TV. And it will take you to all the episodes. And on SoundCloud, episodes one of the roundtable, the first episode of the roundtable, uh, the virgin episode, as you want to call it, it's on SoundCloud only. For some reason, it didn't upload to iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Uh, maybe in the future... I'll re-upload it so it'll show up on iTunes and all the other uh, podcasting uh, sites so you can listen to it without having to go to SoundCloud because it's it's weird. It has episode two, but not episode one. So uh, just to clear that up, episode one is on SoundCloud only. It's a a little error on my part, and I apologize for that. And, of course, leave feedback uh, for the show on iTunes Please, 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 please leave your 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 star rating and your your comments on iTunes and as well as SoundCloud. Like re repost the the podcast track on SoundCloud, like it, comment, uh, send me a message on there. I'll reply. I don't bite. And again, any feedback, any comments, uh Leave them on the comments below on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud. And yeah, with that being said, for myself, Ruben Prime, this has been another episode of Table for One Wrestling Edition. And with that being said, I'm going to shut the hell up now, get this bit recorded, and I bid you adieu and good night. Love you guys. Thank you.